Well, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties podcast. My name is Marcus Stusik, and with me, as always, we have four ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Hi, I'm Toby. I'm going to be playing Lomlin. Thanks, Toby. I'm Craig, and I'm going to be playing Salem. You're welcome. Thank you, Craig. <sighs> Fine! My name is Richard. I'm playing Andrew. <laughs> I wanted to have last. I actually wasn't being awful this time. I just decided to eat a saltine immediately right before we started. <laughs> like a fool. Good like, excuse. This is day one for me. Good excuse. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elliot, and I will be playing Lizette. Uh, amazing. Well, last we left off our heroes after having defeated the grub tongues three of them were asked to the MacGuffin's research and development department where they were ostensibly going to give a little bit of a first-hand account about what happened with the ring of winter to help MacGuffin's figure out what it can do whilst there they had a tour of the facilities including to the uh, flail snail habitat. Luckily, none of them stepped on a snail. Uh, Oh, actually, before even going there, they of course helped Pierre fulfill yet another of his bucket list items that he would like to do before he dies. And so they got him a Danish. Uh, In the research and development lab, you also went, uh, were given the tour of the resiliency lab, uh, at which point one of the technicians in there accidentally spilled something into another something and an ooze appeared which you fought and then as your tour was just about to complete you were passing another section of the lab seeing these lab technicians laughing uproariously hitting each other laughing more and beginning to destroy the lab and you stepped in to knock them out and restore some order a lot of uh weird, uh, horrible jokes, really bad laughter, very inconsistent voices throughout that entire thing, and then you uh, had your debrief, and Cricket, or sorry, Andrew, was asked out on a date. It has now been another day or two. Uh, Lisette, in that time, when you weren't asked to the research and development department, what do you think Lizette got up to? Was I just like not invited or did <laughs> I turn it down? Uh, the, I, I think that's entirely up to you. Yeah. It could be that MacGuffins had something special for you to do. Um, I think honestly, if, was that just like doesn't hear anything back from people? She probably just starts going to work again. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you just start going to work. Uh, and yeah, uh, Yvonne and uh, Frank are both. Uh, one is very nice. One is very standoffish, just as you would expect. Uh, Yvonne actually has taken a couple of days, uh, you know, to recover. And uh, otherwise, things are like pretty good. And I think that probably what happens is that Frank is sent a memo, and he just fully ignores it. 
oh like sent a memo to send to me and he just ignored it absolutely yeah fucking frank (laughs) frank incompetent ass Uh, yeah i honestly think that like after everything that's happened and being like proposed to be the new child of the accursed archives lizette just wants to chill for a couple days (laughs) and like also kind of sober up a bit (laughs) okay so i think that she just like goes to work does a good nine to five, <laughs> which is an absurd thing for an adventuring party to do. But I think that she just wants to read, maybe hang out with Angie a little bit. That's just live a normal person's life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that to be honest, that is definitely not what I would have like written in uh, if I were given the time to just like, you know, oh, this is what happened to Lisette. Uh, I would definitely not have thought, oh, obviously, just a regular nine to five day job. She's stressed and like <laughs> she's been spending time with Angie and like he's a kind of normal guy. And she's like looking at this being like, OK, maybe I can't. Maybe I should. Maybe I want a normal life. Maybe I don't want all this to happen. And then in like 48 hours, she immediately changes her mind and decides, like, oh, this is boring. So she <laughs> It's boring not being drunk and setting things on fire. So she reaches out to her party. Let's just go back to the murder. Why don't we? It'll be fun. I haven't killed anything in a good long while. Babe, it's been like two. It's been like three days. Yeah, that's the longest it's been for the last six months. I guess actually a year and six months. Considering I did kill quite a bit in the archives, but I'm not quite sure if the silent ones are considered alive or life we should really look into that yeah well um you know everyone needs a vacation every now and then i guess uh a vacation from killing people and things so uh want to spend a day at the beach the 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 beach yeah you know like in in the sun around with other people yeah i mean we could like we could put you in like a big sun hat, so it like kind of casts a lot of shadow, and most people probably won't even notice the the eyes. And if they do, they may just think it's like a, you know, like a weird reflection off the water. I I mean, um, a, a, a sure 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 thing. I think that that's probably a good alternative. Yeah, let's go to the beach. Awesome, great. Well, I'll uh, I'll pack a picnic. Um, and uh yeah let's go to the beach uh and you and angie go to the beach uh and then you reach out to your party after the insufferableness of quotidian life uh overwhelms you again and your party uh i'm gonna say it's been about two days since the research and development lab uh do you want to meet anywhere or would you like to like meet and talk to each other or do you want to be summoned by MacGuffins? I feel like Lizette just shows up to someone's house. <laughs> uh, whose house? I don't know. Wait. I'm gonna roll. Lizette just shows up to Salem's house. That's fitting. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know where Cricket is living at this point. So <laughs> also, Salem's the only one where Chris she Andrew, knows where yeah. you live. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Lizette. Uh, 
this is a surprise. Also fully sunburned. <laughs> is that did you get more ink on on you? Is that uh it's um I I, I forgot that being outside requires protection against the UV rays of the sun, uh, considering that I've sort of been relying on the uh, sort of skin carapace that I've developed since being in the archives. Anyway, um, I was just curious what everyone's been up to. I haven't really heard back since we uh, sort of took down a big gang player in the neighborhood. Well, not much to be to be entirely honest uh, we went in for a, a little jaunt to the uh, R&D facilities and other than that uh, Andrew oh he's going by Andrew now you you missed that didn't you or were uh, you be there for that i i don't remember i am um, uh, and uh, andrew oh oh uh, cricket, cricket is going yeah, by. Yeah, he's, he's going by Andrew now, yes. Oh, okay. Um, right. Wanting to... I don't know. He, he said something about seeing his, his dad and uh, changing his, his outlook on a few things. But, uh, <clears throat> well, that happened. And uh, Lonlin... Well, you were there for Lonlin's uh, new, new shtick. Uh, Oh yes, I'm I'm quite enamored by it. It's uh, I I didn't expect it to be honest, but I I have nothing against it. Neither do I. Um, have we been uh, contacted at all about the, the the artifacts and what happened with the grab tongues? No, no, no new missions yet, and that's I mean it's hasn't been that long, but I'd reckon that we'll be hearing from them. Pretty soon. Uh, just at that moment, uh, you hear uh, knocking on the window. What? Uh, and the... when you look out, you see that there is a raven. Better not be one of those damn... Oh, good. <laughs> uh, it is a regular raven, though. Okay, good. I was, I was just going to say, better not be one of those damn paper airplanes. <laughs> uh, but you do see that it has in its beak, um, not a paper airplane, but a folded paper person like an origami person that is like kind of wiggling and trying to like get out of the bird's beak. Uh, But the bird just kind of stands there and looks at you expectantly, Salem. You know, I could just let the bird eat it. (laughs) And we could get everybody together and have a few drinks. But I feel like I should probably answer it. What do you think? I mean, we've spent, what, six months together? You know exactly what my answer is going to be. But this is my apartment. If you light it on fire, my apartment will catch on fire. <laughs> yes, but we can find you another one. But all of my clothes are here. We can get the clothes out before. Don't you have insurance? Well, I mean, yes, but... It's hard to insure stolen things, the, not the clothes, but everything else. Right, but if we set it on fire, you can get a new wardrobe with the insurance money. I'm not saying we should do insurance fraud, because we do technically work for a government agency, sort of. Yeah. Um, but also insurance fraud. It's quite tempting, honestly. 
All right, let's see how interesting this message is, and then we can decide if we want to light it on fire or not. Fair enough. <clears throat> I'll pop open the, the window. Perfect. Uh, you pop open the window, uh, and as soon as you do, the raven drops this little paper person. Uh, the paper person just kind of like floats down to the ground. Like it doesn't drop like a rock, right? Uh, it just kind of floats down. As soon as it lands on the ground, it runs over to your feet uh, and just like jumps onto your, your shoe, onto your foot, uh, and starts pulling on your pants sleeve. Uh, the raven looks at you, nods, and then uh, flaps off, leaving behind two raven feathers. I pluck the feathers, uh, tuck them away for safekeeping. <clears throat> well, what have we got here? Uh, do you unfold the uh, the paper guy or reach down for them? I, I, it feels weird unfolding a paper person, but yes, that's what <laughs> Salem does. Perfect. Uh, you reach down to unfold and as soon as you touch the paper person with your hand uh, he unfolds himself uh, into a note Uh, the note is very clearly signed by Aloysius MacGuffin um, and it's not like a formal note it says uh, is that thing recording? Is it, is it going? Okay, good, good. Oh, uh, Salem, I see that Lisette's there. Uh, I've sent similar missives to uh, the other two people in the party uh, and Pierre, but I assume Pierre's, you know, any, whatever, I'm kind of blathering. Uh, can you guys come and uh, meet me on the roof of MacGuffins? Uh, it's kind of like one floor above my office and it's, uh, you can access it there's a secret elevator. Um, this is kind of like, sorry, there are like rooftop training grounds, but this is like, you know what? Just go to my office and uh, talk to Miss Bunsen. Uh, she'll she'll send you up. Anyway, uh, I expect to see you soon. Signed, Al. <clears throat> I, how did this thing detect that you were here? I don't know, but I'm not quite comfortable with that right but well i mean we've already read the message but i suppose if you'd like to light it on fire you can (laughs) does it lights it on fire but in like a normal way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just as you're lighting it on fire it folds back uh into like the shape of a person uh, and you watch as just like a, a mouth splits in a silent scream, and then it consumes itself in fire. Like with a lighter, that's what I remember in a normal way. <laughs> uh, Lonlin and Andrew, you both receive similar messages. Uh, Lonlin, what's going on with your uh, your Raven companions? They are still around, or rather, the Raven companion. Oh. Okay, so if I still have the Raven Companion, um, can I pass this Raven Companion to my dad? (laughs) So the Raven Companion can live with my dad. (laughs) Uh, You absolutely can try. I'm going to say make an animal handling check, please. Oh, God. Hang on. Ah, ah. Uh, 14. Uh, 14? Uh, I'm just going to contest it by this thing's 
stubbornness, which I guess is going to be wisdom. Perfect. Uh, you barely have to coax this thing. Uh, <laughs> you take him over to your dad. Uh, you're like, you start like coaxing it to your dad. Uh, your dad says, Oh, hello, little raven. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're all, Oh, I, I touched you and my, my finger came away black with ink. That's, that's very interesting. Oh, you're so cute. Uh, and the raven just like takes the scritches and just like without looking at you, Lonlin, steps over and lands on your dad's head. And he's like, oh, well, that's a different feeling that I was expecting. Yeah. Well, you know, keep them safe and keep my dad safe. And uh, I'll, I'll come back to check on you. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, Lonlin, if, um, if you want your raven friend, uh, I... I don't know if they require food or water. No, I don't either. I assume since they're made of ink that they that they don't. Okay. Well, maybe I'll I'll feed it I'll try feeding it paper, who knows. And uh well, it's named Blackberry, right? Yeah, how did you know? Oh, I th- sorry. I definitely <laughs> thought you'd already told me. It's yeah, I, I'm pretty certain I would have oh, I remarked upon a raven on your head uh, when you came in the door. You know, you know, blackberry is my favorite fruit, so you just naturally you know, put two and two together. I, it makes sense. <laughs> when you spend 20 years getting to know someone as a child and 30 more years getting to know them as an adult, you can make some inferences. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, on the nose. Well, I, I, I do got to get rolling, but I figured you might need some companionship as well. So, you two look after each other. Okay, we we shall. Well, I love you, me dear. I, I love you too. <laughs> I'm very glad that you all saved me and the other people, and that we're no longer in danger of, uh, you know, being killed by the mob. So. You're doing good work, my dear. I'm also glad you didn't die. That that would have been tragic. It would. It would. Also, like, it seems like everyone else in the party had someone, and we kind of got a, a chance to know each other down in the cells a little bit, and they're all very nice, very kind. I would be very, very sad if anything happened to them. So, London, you make me very proud that you've found people that, well... I guess if these folks that I met down in the cellars love the folks that you're traveling with, then the folks you're traveling with must be amazing. They're pretty wonderful, actually. Yeah. Great. Well, oh, sorry, I don't want to keep you. Go, go, go. You've got big, important things to do. Yeah, no, I, I will be back. I, I will talk to you later. Okay. All right. Love you. Love uh, you too. And peace sees you out. Uh, and... Richard, you, or Andrew, uh, Andrew also gets a little similar missive delivered by way of a raven. Um, who, where would it find you, Andrew? Would I be able to be having a conversation with my dad right now? Absolutely, you could. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, Andrew, hello. Ah, uh, uh, hey there, dad. Um, yes. Uh, so I was just at, uh, 
MacGuffins not too long ago, and I... Ah, have you pled my case to Mr. MacGuffin himself already? I haven't had a chance to see him directly, but I will, I promise. Ah, uh, you see he instantly begins to dismiss what you're about to say. Wait, no, no, Dad, I have something for you, I swear. Um, You'll be proud of me for this one. Um, Well, I shall make no promises, but I'm looking forward to it, son. Well, uh, I'll take a quick, like, look around, glancing. Uh, This is pretty hush-hush, but uh, we were in the R&D department before. And they had some really interesting discoveries. Now, I know you're in the rationate business, but maybe you want to expand a little bit. Yes, we are always looking to diversify and bring new interesting items into our portfolio. This is intriguing. What can you share? Um, do you know anything about flail snails? Um, I, I can't say I know anything about flail snails. Are they a garden pest or? Well, they're actually more like a monster, but apparently their shells have a really unique feature. Where if you blast it with magic, it ricochets, coming right back at you, or somewhere else. Ah. Now, yeah, the folks over at uh, um, MacGuffins are, are trying to do it without harming the uh, snails, but, I mean, if the snails are already dead, maybe you could just take the shells. And you fracture it that way. Are you suggesting a raid on the R&D department of McGuffin? No, 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 not, not on the R&D department, but there's got to be some other place to get flail snails. And it's going to oh. take them a long time to, to actually make anything productable and sellable. We could beat them, get ahead on the market there. Huh. Andrew, some corporate espionage. Very impressive. You're right, this is intriguing to me. I... Thank you for bringing this forward, son. This is... I just just beam a little bit. This is very much the sort of step in the right direction that I'm looking for from you. I would suggest maybe keeping our discussion here a bit sotto voce, as it were, uh, between us, don't go spreading it around MacGuffins. Uh, I don't think they would appreciate this. Oh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather not get fired just yet, if possible. Yes. No, of course, you are a very valuable resource to me. I, and, I am? Uh, yes, of course, you have an, you're a man on the inside, and if you are being trusted with being shown stuff that's being developed in the research and development department, well, <laughs> profits ahoy, my boy. Wait, wait, I have something else then. Um, apparently, one of the lead uh, R&D guys wanted to hang out with me more. Maybe oh. I could try getting more information from him? Leveraging interest in you for profit. You know, Andrew, there, we have a fracturous history, and that is true, but I can say I've never felt more like you are my son than at this very moment. Uh, I am 
if you are serious about this and willing to be the man on the inside, my, this would be very beneficial. You could prove yourself very worthwhile to me. I can? Oh, then, yes. then I'll do it. No, no questions asked. I, I got this. Andrew, I am exceedingly happy to hear about this. Uh, and you see he uh, does kind of like sit back smugly and kind of turns his chair to look out over his like worker floor. And he starts mumbling, huh, might need a second warehouse. Well, the bank should be able to remortgage the family home for one more expenditure. Yes, I think this will work out well. Uh, and he you see is kind of like already formulating plans um, and very like after like two minutes kind of realizes you're still there and says, Oh, thank you, Andrew. Have a fantastic day. And I look forward to hearing more about this in the future. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to keep you up, up to date regularly. Thank you so much, dad. Yeah, of course. But you know, um, business hours, all that jazz, don't clutter my inbox too much. Oh no, of course I would yeah. never want to do anything like that. Of, of course not. Um, I'll I'll come in usual times, uh, maybe like one p.m. every like Monday, maybe. Sure, one p.m. every Monday. It's almost like, well, I could delay lunch. We could have lunch together. Would you like that, son? Yeah. Yeah, if you'd like, we we could make it twelve thirty at twelve. I I I can be flexible. Great. Let's let's split the difference. Say twelve thirty, and just keep up the good work, and we'll keep going to lunch. That sounds nice. Yes, it does. Well, I should get back to it. You know, lots of new information, new plans to formulate. Well. Uh, keep this quiet, and I'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, of course, of course, Father. Um, ha- have a good one. There, I-, I should probably run a- run back anyway. I never know when I might get called upon. You know, <laughs> I'm kind of important here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep it that way, son. Uh, and he turns away and dismisses you from his office. I will happily walk out there. Perfect. Uh, you walk out, and pretty much as soon as you leave the building. You hear a ah 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 ah! Hi there. And up above you, on like a an awning, just as you walk out, there is a raven head looking down. Uh, there is another little like paper figure in its mouth, and as soon as it sees you looking up at it, the raven drops it and flies away. And this paper person <laughs> floats down towards you. Do you try to catch it out of the air? Oh, yeah, I'd do that. Perfect. As soon as you touch it, it unfolds to the missive asking you to join Al on the roof. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll just sprint. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Uh, the rest of you, or all of you, find your way uh, to the, at least, Lolly Bunsen's office. Uh and as you arrive out of the elevator, I love this song. Uh, the doors open, <laughs> and you see uh, 
this that wizened old uh, turtle woman uh, currently like sitting at her desk uh, typing on a typewriter, tick, 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 like finger pecking one uh, digit at a time. Uh, as soon as you look up, she pulls the uh, half moon spectacles off of the bridge of her nose. Says, "Oh, mm, hello, new faded five. Where's the grung? Oh, no. oh, we forgot to get Pierre. Did Pierre not get a message? Wait, doesn't Pierre live with you, Drew?" Where does Pierre live? Where does Pierre live? <laughs> Andrew, you're supposed to be responsible for him. I I was out. I got the missive while I was talking to my dad. So where's Pierre? I don't know. Probably at my home. I mean, he is an adult frogman. I'm sure that he has autonomy to figure it out. Wait, one second. I got an idea. Is there a window around here? Oh, my oh, no. God. <laughs> yes, of course. There's one right over here. <sighs> <laughs> I open the window and I'm just bellow out. Where are you? All right, he'll, he'll be here in half an hour. <laughs> I think only half. I think he'll be here faster than that. Uh, Miss Bunsen looks at all of you. Well, I believe you all to meet on the secret rooftop. Is that? Correct. Wait, there's a secret roof. How is there a secret roof? Magic. Uh, (laughs) And she presses a button on her desk, and her desk actually like unfolds um, upwards into like a set of stairs. And you see that there's like this Art Deco roof tile that suddenly starts to glow, um, and it kind of just like. Dissolves. What happened to her? What happened to all the paperwork she was working on? <laughs> Flutters everywhere. Uh, oh, it's a huge mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, so sorry about that, Lolly. Oh no worries. It was my doing. I need the exercise, and she slowly begins to like bend down and pick things up. Mal is waiting for you up top. All right. Well, uh, after you all. No, no, I insist. After you first. No, Lonlin, this is all yours, right? (laughs) I go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You walk up the stairs. uh, You pass through where this tile was. There's just kind of like I'm left. A, sh- a shimmering field. Uh, <laughs> um, as you step through, there's just this like momentary feeling of disconnect. And then you step up onto what is very clearly, um, it looks like a roof, but you can see that there's like the building's rooftop training grounds off to one side. And it looks like where you're standing isn't connected to the building. Um, and you, like where you are, you can very clearly see like a floor and some railings around you, but it's only about a uh, 30 foot diameter kind of like turret top uh, rooftop, kind of circular in shape. Uh, And you see sitting there in his wheelchair uh, kind of reclined a little bit 
is Aloysius MacGuffin. Uh, just at one edge, looking out over the city uh, and smiling. And Salem, as you are like taking a step through being last up the, uh, the thing, you hear <laughs> uh, as just like the stairwell door bursts open uh, and Pierre bounds uh, like right beside you and says, oh, I'm so sorry. I Am I late? No, you're perfectly on time, Pierre. Oh, excellent. Well, um, I guess we're going up this weird portal. Yes, after you. Good. All right. Uh, and he uh, ascends through the portal. And Salem, you were last through. Is there something you're wanting to do being last? No, I just wanted to be last through. Okay. <laughs> oh, actually, before I depart, I'm going to um, smile down towards Lolly and... Uh, Oh, jeez. No, dang, I thought I could do that with prestidigitation, but I suppose (laughs) I can't. Never mind, I'll just smile at Lolly and depart. (laughs) She smiles and waves. Uh, And uh, as all of you arrive, Al says, Well, uh, the new Faded Five, thank you very much for joining me. I'm, uh, I don't show this to very many people. And he kind of gestures at the roof. What's exactly going on with this? How do you do it? Oh, well, it's it's very similar to the... Uh, well, you know, I took you into my, my rancher mansion uh, back uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you explained everything that was going on. And then I asked you to go and deal with the, uh, you know, churlish gnome, all that stuff. I, I kind of like created a doorway into like my own little private place. Uh, it's, it's similar. It's it just kind of like a doorway linking two things, uh, but it's hidden from view. Uh, and you watch as like a bird uh, flying through the air smacks into essentially a glass wall, uh, very clearly unable to see this, uh, is kind of dazed uh, and begins to fall down. And Al just like carefully and quickly reaches out and like snaps his finger and the bird uh, seems to recover any of the lost feathers it has had and then flies off. That's the only problem with something invisible in the air. Sorry about that. That's a little disconcerting. Uh, But uh, thank you all very much for joining. I uh, hope I didn't disturb you too much. No, it's, it's fine. Are we not using the sending stones anymore? To be honest, I uh, I kind of just wanted to have a little fun. I I really like well. So uh, looks at Salem. I've noticed your aesthetic with the ravens, and then kind of gestures over to Lonlin. Uh, I see it's kind of like passing on to the rest of the group, and I thought that messages by way of of uh, of ravens might be more appropriate for this group. So, I mean, I can I can use the sending stones, of course, but they just feel kind of like boring and uneventful i mean i'm i'm perfectly happy continuing to use the ravens um angie sort of uh, tried to skip my sending stone into the ocean so i don't have it anymore (laughs) i did skip like four times though so uh a bit of a win lose situation (laughs) that's pretty impressive angie's got a deft hand yeah well um i mean maybe try to hold on to 
magical items a little bit more closely. Like if maybe next time he's reaching for a magical stone that he's about to skip, you could just say, honey, don't, or whatever pet name you have for, uh, for Angie. I will take that into consideration for all future situations where my paramour will take a stone from me and throw it into the ocean. Okay. All right. Great. Also, paramour. Interesting. Cool. Well, that's a that's a term for sure. It, it is a term that I used incorrectly just then. <laughs> <laughs> that's on Elliot. <laughs> that's that's basically a mistress. <laughs> well, there's just I mean, staring at Lizette. <laughs> Salem's been a paramour a time or two. <laughs> Haven't we all done a stint as a paramour once or twice? <laughs> no. Andrew just kind of raises up his hand. Lizette, can you define that for me? So, uh, paramour. Um, so when two people love each other very much... Uh, but... We'll explain when you're older, Andrew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, how old are you, Andrew? I don't know if I've ever... <laughs> You know, I'm going to be honest. I actually don't know how old I am, really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm perfectly honest. Like, I I rose up in kind of a weird position. Never really had any birthdays, so I never really knew. That is a tragic fact to learn right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, Ravens are cool. Perfectly fine as messengers. Why are we here? (laughs) right yeah uh anyway i first of all wanted to uh congratulate you on dealing with your uh grub tongue problem that's uh again i continue to be very impressed by the party you've uh yeah you handled that very well and uh he will look over like at the entire party with a surprisingly low amount of death. It's, uh, that's hard to do sometimes. Good job. I, I really gotta say thank you to Salem on that, for getting everyone out safely. Thank you. I know my sister wouldn't have been, uh... Well, yeah, no, just thank you. Well, I mean, just, uh, did what any of you would do. Just a bit more fashionably. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. But also, uh, Lonlin, your your father's um he's quite the driver. <laughs> yeah, he He was a little bit of a rebel back in his day, but I he's very impressed with all of you. And Well, I'm very impressed with him. He's he's proud. So, and thank you, Salem, for rescuing everyone. Hey, I couldn't have done it without all of you. And fantastic job with the plan, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was great. Absolutely no problems with that hitch in the plan. We did it, though. Awesome. Well, yeah, the, uh, the second item on the agenda for our 
meeting and the reason I wanted to meet up here, uh, it's a, not only is it uh, protected from sight, it's also pretty well warded against, uh, well, divinatory magic. So figure we can kind of talk plainly. Uh, we have come across a bit of a roadblock in our research. We've been doing a lot of looking, scouring pretty much everything we, we knew or places where we might find information we don't know. And in the two and a half weeks that we've been earnestly looking into how to destroy the far gear, we've got pretty much nothing. We got almost no information. Really? Yeah, really. Uh, well, we have, so well, I guess we have the information that we used before, but that very clearly didn't work. And so we're looking for something a little bit different, a little bit off the beaten path. And uh, he kind of turns towards Lisette. And I was hoping that uh, you might be able to help us out here, Lisette. I mean, knowledge, forbidden information that the universe provides, it's sort of my whole bit. So, I mean, yeah, of course I'll assist wherever my abilities seem fit. Yeah, well, to be honest, your abilities seem pretty much exactly fit for what we're doing. We, we I don't think that the information we're looking for is contained in this world. I think we're looking for a location of more extensive knowledge. And I, I think uh, your situation puts you in a good position for that. You can say that I've been corrupted by an accursed archives and that Great. I've been cool. serving it. You can say you can say the word archive. It's not taboo around us. Okay, cool. I, you know, people are sensitive about their curses, so just kind of wanted to be cautious about that. But uh, no, I've I've been very upfront with this whole thing. She kind of gestures to her face. Yeah. Wow. I. I. You know. I've kind of gotten used to it. I definitely forget about it until you mention it again. Yeah. You should really um, get more on that. It, it, I feel like as someone who's head of a company, that that's not a very good thing to be not that observant. Uh, I mean, I don't really handle any of the hiring. Uh, and frankly, also, I try not to hire based on like preconceived notions about someone, about where they came from or who they are, more just kind of like, you know, general like how how they actually are in the world and also uh you're right i definitely should uh what i'm hoping the five of you might be able to do is find uh, i i'm pretty certain that you can take other people into the archives lizette based on the fact that you know doing so is how you came or how the churlish gnome kind of came to be uh, so I'm hoping like you can take the rest of the party in. Maybe they can protect you if there's any threats in there whilst you look for some information for us. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm more than willing to bring everybody in once again, if that seems necessary. Um, we might need some extra protection, if you can provide any at all. Um, if any of the silent ones come near 
uh, all of our spellcasters are essentially useless. As well as healing. Right. Yeah, that's um, that's an issue. All right. Well, uh, I could probably I could probably bring in a, a couple of I guess people that just swing a sword heavily. That's kind of what you're looking for. Sure, or any kind of um, explosives you might have on hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got we got some explosives for sure. It's like, is it? Would it be like an issue to destroy some of the knowledge in the archives? Like, would your patron get really upset by that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, and that's a good thing. Okay, great. Well, yeah, uh, I'll get Miss Bunsen to uh, give you some. Uh, yeah. Well, I can I can definitely make that arrangement. Uh, so yeah, we're hoping that you can find some information that can't be found on the material world. I don't see why that would be an issue if, as long as uh, the rest of my party is comfortable traversing that terrain once again. Well, we've done it once before. You were a good guide last time. And I'm very curious what happened to that thing that we left, the, the slot. You know, actually, where's our airship? <laughs> That's a great question. Where did we park that thing? <laughs> Olmaneus, right? Yeah. Uh, as you say, where is our airship? Uh, Al smiles wryly and gestures to uh, like a cloud in the sky. And just as he gestures, coming from the cloud, you see your airship absolutely covered in like bits of other ships, uh, piloted by a slad wearing a tricorn hat um, with a uh, orange cat sitting on like the bowsprit uh of this ship uh the cat has an eye patch um is missing one paw and has a peg leg and what also happened? has a tricorn hat uh and this slad uh pilots the airship down doesn't see you uh and you see is just smiling this like rakish grin uh and laughing and like does like a hard bank turn uh, and just like slams the ship into the side of uh, MacGuffins, uh, throws a rope over, ties it down, uh, and steps off the ship. Uh, there's like people training on the rooftop training grounds who look absolutely like, oh my God, what's going on? They begin to like hold up swords uh, and like put in, like get in defensive positions, and this lad just grins. Uh, and you see the slide start to laugh as like he grows his claws. Would you guys like to try to do anything, or do you just want to watch this happen? I yeah, I mean we probably should stop it. Um <laughs> Elwish, is there any way you can teleport us onto that little spot right there? Maybe I stop them. Uh and he presses a button and the five of you appear uh in the middle of the training grounds, about fifty feet from the slad. Uh and as you appear. Uh, the slad uh, kind of just smiles, this big smile on his face. <gasps> you, you're here. Oh, I brought the ship. And you did an absolutely brilliant job. Yes. Look, look Pierre, it's your best friend. <laughs> point to Captain. <laughs> you point to Captain. Uh, Pierre jumps on top of uh, Cricket. Uh, cr jumps on top of Cricket's shoulders. Ah. Um, 
says, oh, God damn it, it's even scarier now. Uh, the cat, like, just slowly, like, making eye contact with Pierre the entire time, uh, licks its paws. Uh, first, like, the one paw in the front that's full, uh, then tries to, like, lick its stub leg, uh, slams itself in the face, uh, and just kind of shakes, and then instantly thinks that it's Pierre's fault, and hisses at Pierre, but stays prowling on the ship. Uh, and this lad says, I did piracy. <laughs> I did piracy. That's, what, that's good, right? Andrew, it's your ship. You bought it. <laughs> That record's on you. I mean, it is known as the SS Greatest Mistake, so I mean, it's pretty accurate so far. <laughs> also, I've given myself a title. I I am Bosun. I'm the Bosun. The Bosun? The Bosun. We already have a captain, of course. <laughs> Uh, don't get on the captain's bad side. Uh, and he, you point like he points to kind of like just a series of scratches uh, across his chest. Oh my god, Captain, you're vicious. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, and this lad grins from ear to ear, or from ear canal to ear canal. I brought your ship. Yeah, uh, can I be part of the crew? You. Can I be part of the crew? Uh, of of course. <gasps> yes. Uh, and then Jessa like looks over at the other people who are training, uh, who are still like holding their swords and shields in readiness. Uh, then looks over at the rest of you. Can I do violence now? I haven't done any yet. I've done piracy, but no violence. Can I do violence now? Only for training purposes. Yes. Uh, immediately runs forward and just starts charging. No killing! No killing! <laughs> no brutally maiming either, like taking off limbs. Uh, you see he like he's grabbed one person's arm and has his claws raised as if he's about to like rake through and just dis- like dismember this person. Looks back, <sighs> drops his claw, turns it into a fist and just starts like punching this person in the face. <laughs> That'll be a brilliant training lesson for that guy, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, there are like five people trying to take on this slad. Uh, would anybody like to help or just watch the training? Oh, I'm just watching. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Lomlin is just holding the bridge of her nose. <laughs> just <laughs> not not, not going to interfere. <laughs> yeah, Lonlin. no, I think, yeah. Lomlin, I'd like to point out that all of this happened because of Captain. Captain happened because you abandoned us. <laughs> I didn't abandon you. You abandoned us. I didn't. Yes. She's gonna look extremely guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one day you left us. We really fucked the pooch. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't abandon you. I thought I was. I thought other people needed my help. So I just I left for like. A second. <laughs> yeah, and what happened? <laughs> this. As you're saying that, you just hear a tick, 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 as like Captain is just walking and prowling on the ship, uh, looks over at the four of you, uh, and just kind of like with their one paw, uh, gestures at the gangplank uh, and bows their head at you. And then turns like like a cat, very much like I've 
I've communicated with you. I am now, you no longer exist in my mind. Uh, turns around, uh, uh, jumps up, grabs the door of the captain's cabin, uh, like manages to turn the knob, pushes, pulls the door open, uh, goes inside and just, you see the tail come over and like close the door behind it as captain goes into the cabin. Are we sure that's a real cat? Less and less every day. <laughs> I Honestly. want to put like a really like dangerous hook on the, the missing arm. <laughs> Is that a bad idea? Yes. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's a very, very, very bad idea. The fact that it, I mean, frankly, the fact that it has an eye patch and seems like more badass. Uh, it. This is like probably the worst situation imaginable for me. What if we put a hook on its tail? That's yeah. No, no, no. The cat. You can cut off the tail, but don't replace it with a hook, please. Well, yeah. What if thinking... we gave? Oh no! Go ahead, Lizette. I was just gonna say. I was just thinking that we should put the the hook on top of the tail that's already there. That way, he has some mobility with it. Nope. Nope, he, uh, you just saw him open a door. Cats shouldn't be able to open doors. I mean, you're a frog that can talk. <laughs> okay, well, that's, I mean, reductive. But, like, for all, I'm pretty certain Captain's just a regular house cat. Or Who's cat. developing sentience? I'm sure this is how tabaxis work, isn't it? If we could, do you think a uh, captain will evolve? <laughs> I'm mean, sure we level him up enough. <laughs> we'll take a captain with us. <laughs> oh my god! Pierre looks petrified. <laughs> and then Tabaxi evolve into Leonin. Oh, oh, <laughs> so, so Summer's just like in, in her middle stage. <laughs> summer, summer, summer Garden is a middle evolution. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I guess our ship's back. Yeah. Which I, which I guess means absolutely nothing because we're going to the archives and can't take the ship anyways. Um, um, can, we can. <laughs> Please, though. No. I, I don't think that's a good idea, Lizette. When have we <laughs> ever had good ideas? Okay, wait, wait, Lizette. Correct me if I'm wrong, but because of the nature of the archives, wouldn't it make sense that there are probably some rooms that are so large and so open that you could theoretically fly a ship in it? I mean, if the ship can hover, we can just put it above the bookshelves, I'm sure. It's pretty... It looks... Can I... Can I put my foot down and just say no? <laughs> I, 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 mean, I don't feel comfortable. Look, Lonlin's saying no, and I said it was a bad idea. And if both of us agree on something, it's probably, yeah. Well, no, the two positives, no, two negatives would make it. A Andrew, positive. don't argue with your mother. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ma. Fine, we'll leave the ship. Can we take that the captain? Was strangely attractive. Uh, <laughs> Salem, do you have calming issues that you want to get out of the ocean? <laughs> I, Lizette, I've just got issues, honestly. There, there's no gender to them or anything. Just, they're just issues. Just, look, um, let's take captain, sure. Why not? What, what, what more can happen to captain that being in the archives can't uh, He could enhance. eat me. <laughs> that, that's or, what more could happen. 
Or he could eat our enemies. I'm I'm pretty certain he thinks I am enemy numero uno. You know what they say, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Pierre, if we've kept you safe from the elder cores that we've already been up against, I'm much sure that we can keep you safe from a simple, mildly sentient house cat. I, frankly, the sentient horrors are way less terrifying than a mildly sentient house cat. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> uh, Pierre looks chastened, says, you're right. This, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not being a very good butler for the group. I apologize. Of course, if you need to bring the feline death machine, then of course you can... It's been an honor serving with all of you, and when I'm, you know, eaten in your sleep, I hope you remember me fondly. Uh, I'm and- just saying that you should trust your party more. I Do you not trust us? I trust you and everyone very much, actually. I just also, I distrust cats just way much, way more. I... You do you know how you? I did make fun of you for calling me just a talking frog. I said it was reductive, but do you know how many house cats just they decimate populations of small mammals, reptiles, and like birds? They are like our natural like predator, like the biggest. Imagine, um, I don't know whatever like myth you have is, that is like the worst thing in the world. And just imagine that suddenly you now have to travel with that thing all the time. Just I'm going to kneel in front of him, which is kind of <laughs> condescending. Um, Pierre, we as a team have defeated something that wanted to destroy the universe, which is inherently a threat. Possibly the biggest threat, not only to my species as a half-elf, but to all of humanity and all of existing life on this plane and we did that together so i'm sure that you can do this and that we as a party can keep you safe from captain uh make me a persuasion check with advantage gaslight gatekeep girl boss (laughs) (laughs) oh my god wait i just realized i didn't have my character sheet out (laughs) Paper crinkling is probably amazing for audio medium. Um, 3020s ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, That is a uh, 23. (laughs) Uh, With a 23, you watch as Pierre actually visibly does relax, takes a deep breath, and says, Miss Lizette, you're right. I'm... I do trust you. And... If you think this is for the best, then I think it is also for the best. I shall do what I can to make sure that I'm not creating the drama that I've been doing so far. And you're right. We we did kind of, yeah, we, we kicked that corruption thing's ass. So, yes. All right. I'm on board. If Pierre dies this episode, I'm going to feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is the episode. This is it.
<laughs> oh, uh, b- before we go into the archives, just a quick question. I can't remember. Do those things resist weaponry? Like non-magical weaponry? That's a great question. I'm going to look up. <laughs> do they? <laughs> Make me a history Lizette check. would know Elliot has forgotten. Absolutely. Make me a history check. I like to think that Lizette's eyes are just rolled into the back of her head. She... Lizette, what the <laughs> hell? One second, I'm thinking. <laughs> You're looking at your brain. Um, so, uh... Well, cricket, how else do you recall information? I don't know. Think? I am <laughs> thinking. Oh, God. All right. So I rolled a six, so I got an 18. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. You know that um, the silent ones, they, there's not like a rule necessarily for them, uh, but they do tend to have pretty high resistances to non-magical stuff. Um, I think, yeah, it, when you kind of first went into the archives, it was hard to get away from them just because like you didn't have anything until you started finding things in the archive and the archive held on to things that are more interesting. And like, there are thousands and thousands of regular ass swords out in the world. You don't need one in the archives, maybe one, but uh, you know, there's only one legendary, I like sword of whatever. Uh, and so the archives will try to gather all of those. So yes, I think very clearly the magical weapons do a lot better. So as far as I remember, it seems that uh, they do have a, quite a number of resistances, uh, namely around them they do have the, the silent aura that we experienced last time, uh, but magical weapons do tend to work a lot better against them. Okay. Uh, hmm. After that, you know, that, that ooze thing, my, my swords aren't really quite the same, and uh, they are also kind of non-magical. So if I'm... I'll, also, the majority of my spells are healing or utility. So if I'm going to be of any help in there, I should probably try and figure out a way to get, like, some form of magical weapon, even if it just, like, is, like, a light switch. Um... So I might just go run run quickly to like the R and D team, see if they've finally got that cool sound weapon. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep trying every day. I'll keep trying. Uh, otherwise, I'll just try and look for maybe like a handout from uh, McGuffin. Sure. I mean, we can use all the help that we can get. If there's any other things that McGuffins can supply to us, we can't heal there. So once we go in, sort of. Got to get in and get out. Yeah, man, it's it's truly impressive that you survived there as long as you did. Yes, well, I I essentially made a deal with it. So unless all of you are prepared to make a deal with the paper thing that requires me to give it information, we've sort of got to go in as mortals. All right, perfect. Uh, so you guys can do your prep, uh, whatever you want to grab. Um, Al does provide you with um, some like explosives, essentially three bundles of explosives that would do 
three D or sorry, six D six of fire damage uh, when it, when they explode in a twenty foot radius. So they're very much very similar to fireball, but just slightly underpowered. Nice, yeah. Um, and uh, you also uh, would you like to have some hired swords people to accompany you, or just go in with your party and the explosive stuff? Honestly, I I don't want to make more churlish gnomes. <laughs> That's a valid point. I wasn't even considering that. There might be one in there. <gasps> no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. He's not died. <laughs> okay, well, one churlish gnome is enough. The churlish gnome is gone, but there is someone else in the archives. Who did we put? Oh, Lizette put the creepy dude in the bar in there. <laughs> oh my god! You died, though. Maybe. We thought the Charlie Snow would be dead. That's true. <laughs> Wait, there's another one. I mean, but at no. this point, I'm there. We we don't know that. Probably. We don't. None we of us know, know that. But, but I, yeah. Oh no. <sighs> okay. Well, um, let's not bring anyone else. The explosives should be plenty. Um, I, I don't want to babysit, honestly. That's fair enough. Uh, real quick, Marcus. Yeah. What's Angie's class? Oh, what is Angie's class? I had just built him just kind of as... Middle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I had built him mostly just as an NPC. Uh, let me see if I wrote him down anywhere, what I thought, what direction he was going to go for. Um, you know what? Uh, let me just quickly roll to determine. I would say he's probably just a fighter. Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say he is just uh just like a fighter. Okay. Yeah. Just for future reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I had to ask. Okay, cool. So you're not planning on like bringing Angie, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> I I just got a, a pseudo boyfriend. I don't want him to die. I believe the term is paramour. <laughs> that could be the title of the episode. I believe the term is paramour. <laughs> There's your witty title. All right, perfect. I'm gonna write that down so I don't forget. Uh, all right. Perfect. Um, Cricket, you wanted to look for some sort of magic weapons. Um, you pop down to the R&D department. There's a little bit of hubbub as you arrive unexpectedly, um, but you are greeted by... Oh my god. Eustace? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh uh, Andrew. Oh, it's, oh, it's such an unexpected surprise. Um, oh, there I thought, are, are you wanting to uh, go for coffee right now? Because, I, I mean, I've got, like, a meeting, but I can reschedule it. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I didn't want to cause any trouble. Um, oh. I was actually kind of curious if, you know, any work has been done on that really cool, like, sound device. Or um, you just happen to have, like, a regular old magic longsword lying around or something akin to that. Oh, um, right. A business, of course. Um Oh, well, they, no, no, I, I still want to hang out with you. No, I got a lot yeah, of questions no. to actually ask you, too. Oh, 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 well, maybe, um, what, what's, what's Thursday like for you? 
Yeah, I could do Thursday if I don't die. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could do if I don't die too as well. Um, anyway, uh, let just um, let, let's go check uh, and just give me a luck roll, please. All right. So uh, this would be a good time to fib. Uh, <laughs> I, I just got to pay. You spend your inspiration. Oh, can I? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, it's either going to be a 10 or a 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Do I get um, <laughs> uh, uh, Jack of all trades? No. <laughs> <I'm lucky. laughs> it's not luck of all trades, Bards. my friend. <laughs> uh, you... Uh, Eusis says, oh, well, I mean, it's not like perfected, but Project B-57 is, uh, we are making strides for sure. Uh, it is very temperamental, uh, but if you're, are you wanting to do some like field testing of it? Yeah, that, that would accelerate the process, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I mean, normally I, I would I would say no, that we need more time but i think with someone of your skill and uh very uh obvious capabilities um that uh and he kind of just looks over at um katrina and says uh katrina what are the chances that b57 could be taken out for a field test, uh, Katrina says, Eustace, it's nowhere near ready. It's highly volatile. But, I mean, basically the wrong sound played near it makes this thing. And he says, great, great, awesome. Thank you for agreeing. Uh, plucks the little <laughs> dagger from her hand uh, and shoves it at you and says, uh, so, yeah, uh, you can play music uh, before striking with this and it'll do some extra damage uh and i'm gonna uh go to my meeting now and i'll see you thursday and again does his like awkward like gets into a pose doesn't know how to get out of the pose and just kind of walks away in that pose until he's around a corner and then you just hear him like run (laughs) odd guy i i turned to the um uh sorry what was her name again i'm gonna write that down Uh, katrina katrina okay Interesting guy. Mm. Yes. Please bring it back. If you can, in one piece. If not, in several. Let us know. File a report. You know, I guess a field test is valuable information. So you are being trusted with something extremely dangerous and not at all ready. And against my better judgment, the person who basically created it. But have fun. And she turns away and just like wanders over to go work on something else. Uh, and if you wanted to see if there is like another like plus one longsword, uh, just make me an investigation check. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, I'll get a. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Note nine. <laughs> uh, I'm not very investigative. As you turn away, you see that there is a chest of like all of these swords that they're working on. Um, Katrina just like waves her hand and you see an arcane lock appear over top of the chest and then the chest whoop, pops out of existence. Yeah, that's that, that, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Lonlin, any preparations you would like to? Um, 
I think Lonlin's set. She would want to. I mean, if Lizette's around, she would try to ask Lizette a question, <laughs> depending on where Lizette is. She's just chilling. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, she will. Uh, she'll approach Lizette and kind of look at her <laughs> for a second and ask. Um, do you think explosives are explosives are necessary? Um, interesting question. My gut reaction is to say yes, always explosives are necessary, but I understand where you're coming from. Now I'm trying my best to be more humane. I think they are a good last ditch effort for us to have because I can't cast any spells if the silent ones do come around us. And if they do attack any of us, they're sort of the only thing that we would have to defend ourselves. We can at least throw a couple grenades or bombs or whatever they give us at the things and get away far enough that I could get out of their aura and cast a couple spells while any of us could be able to do any kind of spell casting or at least talk to each other. Right. But won't the explosions draw more in? Well, if we throw them in the silent aura, they won't make any noise. That's true. I forgot about the silent aura. <laughs> well, never mind. Never mind. That, that sounds great. Let, let's bring explosives. <laughs> thanks for checking in, Lolan. Yeah, th- thanks for catching up with that. <laughs> um, are you are you doing okay? I've I've noticed your sort of new trick. What do you mean? The the um there's no easy way to put this i saw what you did when we encountered those grub tongues in 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 the alley and what you did to that man it was impressive i just want to make sure that you're okay with everything that isn't a new trick that's A very old trick I thought I forgot, and I I didn't realize I was still hanging on to some anger, and it just, it just came out, and I wasn't expecting it, and um, when this is all over, I am going to, I I will deal with the tubby situation. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if that startled you Uh, yeah no absolutely not it was um it's good to see you let loose sometimes i feel like you need to be a lot of people put a lot on you lonlin and it was nice to see you let loose once in a while you deserve it (sighs) she's gonna frown a little bit and say well (sighs) If I can control it, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. And if I can help, let me know. Thank you. I will. I appreciate that. Now let's go collect some bombs. Yeah, let's go get some bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And Salem, any preparations you wanted to do? Well, how long do we have? 
however long day. you guys decide. Yeah. All right. Well, Salem, uh, Salem has been putting off going home for a while and is going to go back and, uh, and see Briar and their parents. Okay. Amazing. Uh, how do you approach the house? stare at it for a while <laughs> probably do a few laps around it on the bike <laughs> and then finally just shiver up their spine and put the bike away and walk up to the front door and do you knock or do you I stare at it for a minute <laughs> And then unlock. Uh, you knock, and you just hear from inside, coming! Uh, and then about like a minute later, the door is opened, and you see a uh, tall, elegantly styled woman uh, currently wearing a gray fitted suit over a yellow blouse. She has a very immaculate hair uh very like subtle makeup but just like it's there but in a very classy way um and you see that probably the most distinctive thing about seeing your mother at this time is that although her she's in her business suit um her top button is undone and her tie is loosened ah salem huh wow Welcome. Come, come on. And she just reaches forward and gives you a hug. Salem collapses into their mom's arms and starts crying. Oh, it's okay, honey. It's okay. Briar told me about what happened. And I mean, I, I don't, I've, I've not agreed with everything that you've done in your life, of course, but if it brought you to a place where, where you could save Briar, honey, I'm I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. Thank you so much. And she starts like crying and just uh, giving you a big hug back. As this is kind of happening, you hear just Bev. Mm. What's uh what's going on? And you see your dad come around the corner, um, a very lean person. Um, very like practically cut hair, uh, very blue eyes bordered by laugh lines. And, uh, he's currently just wearing slacks and a shirt, um, with the sleeves rolled up. Uh, and he's got an apron on over top, uh, as if he just came from the kitchen, uh, sees you hugging your mom and you just see a big grin split your dad's face. Uh, and he just runs forward uh, and just like throws his arm around the both of you. Uh, I, I thought Salem was done crying, but apparently they're not. <laughs> uh, and your dad just says, Hey, Salem, I am. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. I was so scared when, when, when Briar told us what happened. I just. I'm just so 
glad you were there. Uh, and begins weeping and then like takes a moment. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, the frittata is just about to burn uh, and runs back into the kitchen uh, and says, are you staying? I'll make more. Of course. Perfect. Uh, and uh, you are welcomed. Uh, like a moment later, Briar comes in from her greenhouse, uh, immediately runs towards you, throws her arms around your waist, uh, and then like pulls back, looks at you, glares, and says, you rock, uh, and then breaks into a smile, uh, and just goes in for another hug. <laughs> oh, well, you plant, I tousle her hair. <laughs> She loves the pun, um, but then pretends she hates the pun and then can't hold it together uh, and just bursts out laughing. And your folks both start kind of laughing. And there's like this moment of it's such a stupid joke. No one should find it this funny. But there's just that overwhelming feeling of relief and just kind of like seeing each other that people just start laughing. And it's one of those things where like the laughter feeds on itself and it goes on for just like 10 minutes of people just laughing and someone will just like kind of (laughs) plant. And then after like, as you're eating your, your mom just says, well, uh, I don't know what you've been up to exactly, but, if you can deal with the uh, with the with the mob bosses of the city, and hey, if if you working with MacGuffins uh, allows them, well, maybe forces them to cave on some of my cases. This is actually working out a lot better. Well, I may have applied a little bit of leverage every now and again. <laughs> well, I taught you well. Yeah, you did. Oh, um, since it never came up again, I'm going to assume that Salem probably has the grub tongue check. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because Salem took it. Didn't you pass it to Longland? Oh, did I? I think you might have. Yes. Did I? Damn. Okay, never mind then. But, I mean, you could could just say you you got it back from Longland, if you would like, unless Longland would have done anything with it. Um, if London would have given it to like given it to MacGuffins or whatever, it's not a big deal. No, um, like I mean, if if Salem asks for it back, she she would give it back. Yeah, I think Salem would have asked for it back um, if London hadn't like turned it in already. Yeah. Perfect. No, no, so, yeah, yeah. I think Salem, you can absolutely have the check. All right. Uh, then they're gonna fish around in the uh, the pockets and uh, um, pull out the probably slightly crumpled. And, Maybe a little bit tear stained now. Check. Um. This is uh. uh well. I call it a, a gift from my uh, my new co-workers and and I. We um. We we wanted to do something. Uh, good for a change. Uh, your mom looks at it. You see she, like, 
she's usually very composed. Uh, like she's kind of used to getting new information and like taking it in without giving anything away. Uh, she sees the amount that has been written on the check uh, and you see her eyes go wide and she, uh, oh, well, uh, <laughs> that'll do some good. That'll do some good there for sure. Uh, what can, uh, all right, anything in particular? Look, uh, I've always been tapped into a, a very different part of the city than, than you and, well, Grandpa and, and well, everybody else has. Yeah, I mean, your your grandfather, uh, let's, let's leave him out of it for right now. This is a happy occasion. <laughs> well, sure. But just spend it on the people that you think will need it. Well, I mean, it is made out to the city of MacGuffins, so I... I the city of MacGuffins? Or the city of New Republica. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a citizen of the city of New Republica. <laughs> she smiles, uh, and then she kind of takes on her, like, her serious business face. She says, you know that's not happening, but uh, I'll make sure oh, it gets know. put to good use. I, I trust you. I trust you too. Let's have some frittata. <laughs> I'd be honored. Uh, and you have a fantastic meal with your with your folks. Uh, they are they're not like you see your like your folks are definitely not questioning things. Um, and I think it's not so much an effort for your dad to just kind of accept things as you are, but your mom is like actively like not kind of bringing up anything or like not wanting to pry and just trying to like live in the moment of just that nice family time. Um, there's more time to pry later, but uh, for right now, she just wants to live in that moment. And Salem does too. Perfect. Uh, they only have one other thing they'd like to do before they depart for the archives. Okay. Uh, so Salem came dressed in a different pair of boots than usual. Um, <laughs> because uh, before they depart, they want to just uh, pull Briar to one side for a moment. Yeah. Look, what I do out there is, uh, is dangerous. Amazing. Yeah? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Also lame, but mostly amazing, but kind of lame. Lame. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I guess. Well, I guess I, you don't need the gift then. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay, fine. It's amazing. Sorry. It's all right. It's amazing. Yes. These have kept me safe more than once, but honestly, I don't much need them. Quite enough as it is, and now I don't want you getting into trouble. And if you're going to get into trouble, you're my. You're my little sister. I wouldn't be surprised if you did. <laughs> then I want you to be able to get out afterwards. <laughs> and she... Salem's going to pass her um, their boots of kind. Amazing. Uh, she looks at them. Uh, are you are you sure? These are like these are like really nice boots. 
they're like very fashionable and I'm just going to get mud on them. And you hate it when I get mud on clothes. So if you're going to get mud on anything, it might as well be boots that are made by a bunch of mud loving tree huggers. (laughs) I mean, first of all, offensive, but also, uh, I mean, (laughs) why? I like trees (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with mud. Okay. Maybe it was just the tone, but secondly, I I just, (laughs) Briar is just like needling you and being a bit of a little sister. Do you want the boots? Yes, I want the boots. All right. Do you want a kiss? Uh, While you're sighing, she just reaches forward and like grabs your head and gives you a kiss uh, on the on the cheek and says, "Thank you for the gift." Uh, takes them, puts them on. Ooh, these are nice. Yeah, Wait, just, are um, our feet exactly the same size? Because that is amazing. I, you know, I never thought about it, but uh, I guess you are growing up, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm like a vine. I'm like a root. I'm like, I'm like a weed. I grow very fast, and you can't get rid of me. Oh, God. <laughs> don't make me regret it. All right, I I'll, make um, absolutely no promises. I'll see you around, okay? Don't be a stranger. Yeah, uh, and then as you're about to leave, she pulls you to the side. Uh, and just stops you, gives you one big hug, and you just hear her whisper in like a much more earnest voice than she usually uses. Just, thank you. Uh, and then she pushes you out the door and closes the door. Back to McGuffins. All right. Perfect. Uh, any last preparations? I think I'm good. I got the uh, the dagger, um, and so yeah, we I will write out exactly what that does and give it you the information next session. Probably, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Uh, How many explosives do we get? Uh, you get three, three sets of explosives that can do three d six damage. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Where do you assemble, and are you bringing Captain? Yes. Okay. Please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> who wants to try to get Captain to leave the ship? Not I've it. it. I've got it. It's okay. Fine. Captain listens to me. Perfect. Salem, can you please make me a uh, animal handling check? And if there's any way you're doing it to make it easier, you might be able to get advantage. Dancing lights. <laughs> 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 yeah take advantage that's amazing all right captain and i have an understanding <laughs> and that understanding plays out into a result of 22 Ooh. Uh, yeah with the dancing lights captain fully like comes along with you uh you hear as her his uh like one stubby paw just hits on the ground he is leaping at the dancing lights uh, running around, runs up your legs, um, does like this weird thing of like running up your legs without actually using his claws. And one of his paw, like front paws, is a uh, a st- like a peg leg. Um, jumps onto the top of your head, Salem, uh, and then just kind of like prowl or like pounces or not pounces, uh, sits in preparation to pounce uh, 
on your head, just watching the dancing lights ahead. And you feel very slowly the claw on the one side begins to dig in. Uh, but not like so much that it's hurting, just so enough that you notice it. And uh, begins kind of like with the one claw that is digging in, you feel it like digging in more on your right side. And then if you start to turn it all, uh, it releases its grip. I do. Yes. <laughs> uh, excellent. And uh, Captain begins to ratatouille you, uh, just directing you as you would like to go. Uh, as much, like, basically anytime you try to deviate from Captain's plan, <laughs> Captain begins digging their claws in deeper and deeper. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the moment, will accept this. For the moment. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the bosun, as you're leaving, I shall watch the ship and I'll do some more piracy? Question mark? Hmm? Hmm? Piracy? I mean, if it's like... Yes! That's a yes! Uh, immediately like, casts off and takes the ship away. I didn't even get a chance to finish my sentence! <laughs> he was not waiting for very long. I'll cast message and complete that. Um, <laughs> only if it impacts and affects the evil. And I will send, <laughs> I will send a second message with a, 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 a quick definition of evil. <laughs> you just get back a and that's all the message you get back. But he all right. flies off into the clouds. I'm very curious to hear about his messages. <laughs> or his uh his uh adventures <laughs> is there anything else before you guys go to the archives real quick what color is captain uh captain is orange yes good okay <laughs> and no i'm good are you, are you, are you drawing captain <laughs> no i just wanted to have the full effect i thought that captain oh, okay. was orange and i i needed i needed to know that for my soul <laughs> it's like puss in boots but evil yes <laughs> or or just maybe just chaotic or just no can we get him a hat <laughs> we can get him a hat he has a tricorn hat does he? Yeah, oh, he does. I thought the slat had a hat. The slat has a big one, and the cat captain has a smaller <laughs> tricorn hat with an eye patch. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna cast prestidigitation to turn captain's hat to match the color of like the rest of our gang outfits. Nice amazing um yeah it's just like so we can match purple uh you cast prestidigitation uh captain you see like his one good eye rolls up sees the color change and just like settles onto your head in a contented way <laughs> sounded like the predator <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean who knows <laughs> it's not entirely inaccurate <laughs> no yeah yeah we've got uh yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I suppose we're ready. Perfect. Uh, so you guys uh, go to the archives. Uh, Lisette, how do you bring everyone with you this time? How do you summon the, the way to the archives or whatever you're doing? All right, everyone. So I guess we're all going to 
hold hands in a circle. It's not actually necessary. It's just for my own comfort. Lana is already holding people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing Pierre, right? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I, I do trust you. I have been hiding behind Andrew. Uh, mostly just trying. I figure why, why tempt fate? Um, as soon as he's like popped up to say that, you do feel like Captain does tense up on your head. Uh, and currently is not uh, jumping off to chase Pierre. But as soon as Pierre sees that, Pierre just ducks behind Andrew and then disappears. As if he's like hiding behind a medium-sized creature. All right. Wait. Um, okay. And then Lizette just claps her hands. And then we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we weren't holding him. <laughs> perfect uh you clap your hands as you clap your hands uh there is this slap of a book as a giant book closes over the entire group uh and then falls to the ground and uh blows away into pages in the wind and you appear where would you like to appear in the archives because i believe you now have a little bit of control um, I guess, so there's like a bell in the center. Yeah, there's like a, kind of like a, a plate, like a reception or a librarian's desk kind of thing in the center. Yeah, so I, I figure just there so we can like gather, gather our, ourselves a little bit. Um, also, uh, I can control the time that we spend, right? So I can make it so that we're only like in terms of real world time, like couple hours but we can spend as much time as we want here is that yes that is accurate uh but as you appear you see that red sky way up above you with bookshelves reaching up as high as you can see pretty much uh going off in every direction you are in the welcome area the central uh like atrium that seems to always be where you appear regardless of what kind of section of the library you're actually in. Uh, and you see the book open, the directory that you can use to try to find things. And uh, huddled underneath this directory, you see the figure of a man, uh, like hunched over, just cowering, uh, and just whispering to himself, be quiet, 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 be quiet. You appear, he looks up, you see that um, his eyes are exactly like Lisette's, black with this green sclera or green irises. Um, and there is like corruption leaking out of his face. Uh, and he looks up, he sees you, he smiles, and then he just unfolds himself. And you watch as this body of this person uh unfolds and there are just way too many limbs like just way too many uh and he unfolds and as he does he doesn't say anything just looks at you and silently laughs hysterically without making a single noise you can still hear everything around you but as he does, books fly off the shelves and start coming towards you. And we are going to end the session there. Do I recognize him? 
Oh, yeah, this is the guy you sent in from the bar. Okay, cool. Just wanted to double check that it wasn't just like another random that the archives. I feel like I'm the only person who brings people here. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. How will our heroes fare against the creepy bar guy with just way too many hands? Will they find the information they need to destroy the far gear? And why didn't I think to call Captain on Salem's head Catatui? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, you can contact us via email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to our website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusik. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. Mm-hmm.